Welcome to the Get Inspired with GERD show, brought to you by GERD's Hundle. Join us each week to be inspired, informed and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired. Hello and welcome to Get Inspired with Goods. I'm your host and today I have an empowering guest with me who's transformed her own life around after suffering a traumatic childhood through self-love and understanding. Leah McQueen, she's an absolute inspiration. I just know that you guys are going to absolutely love her story. I kind of felt like I was in a movie, like I was sat there with my popcorn listening to her. It was just unbelievable what she's gone through but she's what she's done now is just truly inspiring she's helping parents to raise their children openly without judgment and she's now the founder of parents talk limited and she believes it takes a village to come together to raise and empower the children of the future Leah, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my radio show and thank you for joining me thank you for having me Oh, bless you. Well, Leah, your personal story is inspiring. And can you, I just, when I heard it on your YouTube video, I was just kind of in shock because I could relate with many things that you were saying. And I'd love it if you could tell the listeners what your life was like in your teens. Wow. Um, as a teenager, I um, I was in gangs. Um, or I was in a gang. Um, I sold drugs. Wow. I did, did a lot of things that I'm not, particularly proud of um and I got myself in a lot of situations dangerous situations uh, I actually had a gun held to my head what a few times you know so it was um I went from uh, I started selling um marijuana weed whatever you want to call it um, then to selling heroin and cocaine um, wow. in such a really short period of time. Um, I grew up in a, um, in a loving home with my mum, my sister, but um, my mum was a single mum and I wanted to be with my dad. And I think some sometimes people class it as daddy issues without actually understanding that there is something deeper, mm. but more deeper than daddy issues. With my dad, I, I grew up in... All I saw was um, he drives a really fast car. He used to play his music really loud and he used to smoke weed. So it was just like, wow. <laughs> amazing. Like, I remember like asking him, Dad, can you please pick me up from school and being gutted every time he couldn't come? Because I was, I'd tell my friends, my dad's so cool. He drives his BMW really fast and he plays his music really loud and he smokes weed. And... <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, it was just like, this is amazing. Um wow. Because my mum, she was just uh, an ordinary woman. She um, went back to university when me and my sister were young to study a degree in business. Um, she then became a IT lecturer. And wow. she worked her butt off to make sure me and my sister had everything that we needed. Mm. So it was... It wasn't as exciting. It was more routine with my mum. And with my dad, it was like, wow, I get to even swear. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> so, um, um, when I started to... My image of my dad wasn't who my dad actually is, you know. Mm. But I started to um, smoke weed myself when wow. I turned 
12, 13. Um, and it just kind of went downhill from there mm. um, until I got to a stage where my one of my older brothers was murdered um, through a bad drug deal, a drug deal went wrong. Um, wow. He was murdered. And after that, I thought, I had to start thinking about my life, but it wasn't until I, I ran away from home. Mm. And um, I ran away from home at the age of 14 and I was raped. <gasps> and that's when I realised that I was no longer untouchable. You know, I mm. think um, I went through a stage in my teens thinking because of who my brothers were, mm. um, I was untouchable. You know, and um, when I was raped, uh, I ran. I ran away from home, and I thought I'd get on a train because I thought the trains went on forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. <laughs> you know? um, I got on the train, and when I got on the train, there were some guys that came on, but because I never understood the con the difference of being a girl in a gang and being a boy in a gang, I thought mm. I was all right, and um, oh god, I ended up being raped on a train um, several times by several, several different people. Oh, my God. And um, that's when I started to realise, well, nobody is untouchable. And it, I stopped selling drugs because I thought to myself, I've got myself in this situation. Mm. And, I'm like, you know, when, when someone dies in the family, everyone else is doing what they're doing and no one's actually concentrating on... What no one was actually concentrating on what I was feeling, mm. so I had to kind of deal with it myself. It wasn't my mum's child, so it was it wasn't. She she was tried to support me as much as she could, but for me it wasn't enough. Um, so I rebelled even more and got myself into even more dangerous situations um, where I'd go to sell drugs to like big guys and. What? Yeah. So, like, I'd, I would drive up in a car um, in, like, cars that were stolen and things like that and go and sell drugs to adults, you know, and um, until I started to realise that there's a big difference between being a boy in a gang and selling drugs and being a girl in a gang and selling drugs, mm. um, where um, the gun was actually held to my head and I was um, nearly robbed for the drugs. And the only way for me to get out of it is by saying to the guy, look, at the end of the day, I think you're really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, like, hook you up with somebody else and we can rob them and get their drugs. That's the only way how I got out of that car, mm. you know? Wow. Um, and I, it changed, changed my life completely. Um but then I met my husband. <laughs> and this is where it all gets all lovely and doubly. And um, I met my husband and he wasn't um, into selling drugs and things like that. That wasn't his thing. Mm. And I started to realise, wait, there's more to life than selling drugs. And then two years after I fell pregnant with my first child and that's when everything had to stop. Um, from the day I found out I was pregnant, I did not touch drugs at all. 
including I, I used to actually smoke weed for breakfast, lunch, and bloody dinner. What? <laughs> I had to. I stopped smoking weed, everything, um, through getting pregnant with my um, first son. So he really changed my life completely. And becoming a parent myself actually made me look at things that I was doing to my mum as well. Like, and mm. um, you think, oh my gosh, I'd hate for um, my child to be the way how I was, you know? Mm. So um, it made me take a good look at myself by becoming a parent myself. I'm now a parent of six children. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah. It, it, I, it, um, I get, um, wow. I learn lessons every single day. My children teach me something every single day, every <laughs> single day, without a fail, you know? Um, I, I've now got to the stage where I need to show my children the right way. And mm. it, I do believe that it takes a community to raise a child, not just mum and dad. Mm. And by me learning that, I've now decided to start my business, Parents Talk, and um, talk to other parents about the things in our communities what we are either unaware of or turn a blind eye to. Mm. Um, because I do really believe that our children, once they leave our houses, they have to kind of fit into community. Mm. They have to fit into a community. And if you've got a lot of adults turning a blind eye to um, gangs and um, drugs and things like that, you're going to get a lot of children what, see it as nothing Mm. um, I'm trying to build more awareness about what's going on in my community and other communities what you can see if your eyes are really open to it wow I'm just blown away about your story just it's almost like you were in a film (laughs) (laughs) Um, it didn't feel feel like it when I was actually living it Mm. um a lot of um a lot of people look at um, gangs and things like that and they idolise that person like, wow, you've you've done this and you've done that. But when I was actually in a gang, it didn't feel like um, it was something amazing. It was more like I'm just meeting up with my friends and we're just doing messed up stuff, mm. you know? Like, but it was exciting at that time for me. So it wasn't... Um, I didn't really see it as a big deal. Mm. until I become became an adult that's when I started to realize what a big deal it was like being in a gang and robbing people and selling drugs and all those things it, it didn't I didn't realize the dangers while I was doing it mm. and I think that's that's what's happening to a, a lot of them um, young children is that they don't actually understand the dangers of what's actually out there I never thought in in my wildest dreams that I would have had a gun put to my head. Mm. Never. Until it actually happened. It was that adrenaline that you were feeling, like living in the moment and like nobody could touch you, kind of like unstoppable kind of mindset. Exactly. You get to this stage where it's like you're living a... I, I lived two completely different lives. Mm. completely different lives like my mum was actually unaware of how deep I was in gangs until I actually spoke about it wow she didn't actually understand how deep I was in gangs 
she just thought that um, she had an inkling that I, I was, like, making money on the side and robbing people. She had an inkling about that because if your daughter comes in with big chains around her neck and <laughs> big, like, bracelets and stuff and rings on every finger and you're thinking, I ain't bought that for her. She's going to have a bit of a thing. But I was, I was smart with it where I hid it. So I would take off my jewellery before I get in the house and put it in my pocket. And then I used to have a, a trainer box outside my bedroom window where I'd just kind of throw all the drugs in there so my mum wouldn't know, you know. So um, I lived a completely different life at home, completely different life at home. I remember um, I remember going on holiday every six weeks holiday. <laughs> like, I was like going to museums with my grandparents and like doing amazing things like it was it was amazing when I was younger where my my grandma and my granddad and they used to take us on the um the Thames tour when you go on the boats and things like that and I remember like doing that with them and going with my little cousins and then leaving my grandma's my grandma would think I was going home but I was going to my mate's house to go and pick up drugs where I'd have to leave it there and I couldn't bring it with me you know <laughs> so, I was living so it's like you were living two different lives weren't you most definitely yeah wow I was definitely living two different lives so you're now the founder of Parents Talk Limited tell, yeah can you tell us how you're helping parents to create better relationships with their children um, my sole belief is that it takes a community to raise a child and as I said previously and I'm basically showing parents um, what is actually happening in their communities, making them aware and also if you realise, if you get a lot of parents together in, in a school playground for instance and they start speaking to each other about what their kids up to, you'd realise <laughs> a lot of us have got a lot in common. Mm. But a lot of parents don't openly speak about the troubles, what their children are doing, mm. because they're afraid of judgment. So Parents Talk is a company that allows parents to come together and talk about their upbringing and parenthood without the fear, without fear of being judged. Mm. So um, by giving parents that platform to be able to come together and hear other people speak about, okay, well, I could put my hand up. I was I was a gang member and I did some really horrible things, mm. but there is a chance for your child to be turned around and there are options out there and people out there who are willing to come and help you um, to not only parent your child, but to advise you on what to do next and what steps to make. Um a lot of parents make the mistake of, okay, um, I'm going to move out of the area. <laughs> That's going to help my child. And it doesn't because once your child gets to a certain age, your child just goes straight back, you know, um, because that's where they've built their relationships with. So with Parents Talk, we're now doing, um, we do events. We've actually got our event coming up on the 2nd of April. Ah where we're giving um, inspiring people from all walks of life the platform to showcase their talents within the community, but also to inspire and empower parents and children um, with a positive impact. Wow. We want parents to come along with their children, with their teenagers as well, Mm. and show them, look, it's not about gangs, you know, but also 
teaching parents that um, there's some parents out there what don't know if you buy a certain bandana for your child and you live in a certain area, your child can either get hurt or could be marked as one of the kids what are in that gang, you know? Wow. And it when I when I was younger, it wasn't too much like it was like everyone has a sim, similar coat or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But now it's it's gone down to like even in Peckham they wear black, you know, they're, they're black from head to toe and they will have black bandanas and it doesn't fall within a race where you'd say some people might say oh ethnic ethnic minority children are doing it there's all different types of races what mm. are um in gangs yeah and people be actually quite surprised you know that like i've seen um i've seen from white boys to black boys to somalian boys to indian boys to chinese boys in peckham gangs wow. you know so it 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 all comes down to making parents actually aware of what they're purchasing for their child and what's going on around your child, you know. Mm. Um, my son, for instance, when he, w- he went to Oliver Goldsmith's at one stage, I took him out of that school. Um, and when he was in year two, he was approached by a year six boy and the boy said to my son, you can be my younger. Now, huh? oh, he was in year two. Yeah. Wow. Um, if any of you don't know, a younger in a gang is is not very good. It's someone who holds your guns, holds your drugs and holds those things because if that child gets caught with it, that child's not going to serve a huge sentence because of the age of the child. Wow. Now, parents need to know this. Yeah. Wow. Parents need to know this. And when that child actually said that to my child... He actually said it in front of me and hugged my son. And I said to him, look, I know about gangs. I know about youngers. My son will never be a younger. He's my younger because he's my baby. Step off. And the boy, he was so shocked that I knew exactly what he was talking about. Could you imagine how many parents he's done that to? And people are thinking, oh, yeah, they've got a, a year six boy looking after my son at school. Oh, not realising that that year six boy is actually a member of a gang. Wow. You know, so it, there's a lot of educating that parents need to be doing, you know. Um, mm. there, there's a lot of education, um, street-wise education, you know. It's about common sense as well. When it comes down to um, knowing knowing the streets, it's not just knowing the streets, it's just common sense. As well, like, for instance, there are um, some guys who um, go to a secondary school around where I live mm. and um, they're really nice, polite boys. But I know that every single one of them are in a gang just by what they wear and what they talk about as they're walking past, you know? So it, it's, it's um, you have to understand your children's slang. That's one thing that I say to people. Understand what they're talking about. Understand like their their words for um dr- for certain drugs. Mm. Get to know what they get to know what they're talking about because your kids can be talking about selling drugs in front of you on the phone and you don't have a clue because you don't know exactly what they're talking about. You know, so um I'm trying to 
kind of let parents be more aware but educate them mm-hmm. but also educate them on their mindset as well so to teach parents that it's not always a teacher's fault yeah and it's not always your next door neighbor's fault or whoever's fault why your son's doing or your daughter's doing certain things it's because with, with me for instance when I go speak to my children's teachers I don't go in with the mindset of my child is perfect um my child doesn't do this my child doesn't do that but also I do not go in with the mindset of that teacher is perfect Mm. you know I ask questions one of my children have actually got autism and um I experienced only last week a teacher um his actual teacher turned around and said to me you know what, I don't really know what to say about Makai because I'm not qualified in that area. Well, how are you teaching my child and you're not actually qualified to deal with an autistic child, mm. you know? So um, have questions, you know? Know what know what the teacher is about. Know exactly what that person is educated in, you know? Mm. Because that person is raising your child for six hours a day, five days a week you know (laughs) they're potentially shaping their future aren't they exactly so you you have to know and even with secondary school like if your child is um in secondary school do not wait for parents evening to speak to a teacher if your child is finding it difficult in a subject Mm. or finding things difficult at school don't wait for parents evening the schools have phones they have they, they have meetings you know be part of it find out what's going on in your child's school you know um, because that's the community what's going to build your child into an adult. You know, the mm. parents, we can only do so much. So if we allow um, us to, if parents allow themselves to speak to other parents and other teachers and even like football coaches and things like that, we need to know everything about these people, you know. Um, I know um people who teach in schools who swear more than you can even calculate numbers you know (laughs) and they are people like I know quite a few people who are um secondary school PE teachers Mm. and they go out raving every weekend they're normal people like everyone else but these people like they will smoke weed if they wanted to, you know what I mean? And then wow. they go into school and they teach your kids, and you're not actually aware because when you're talking to the teacher, you're not actually listening to what they're saying. Mm. All you're waiting for is the grades. It's not about the grades. It's not about the grades. It's about you understanding what your child is learning, mm. you know, um, and trying to figure out where you can help your child to excel. You know, um, my son Amari was told, he was told last year, um, he had ADHD. That's what I was told. Oh, he must have ADHD or ADD. He's really hyperactive. He's getting into a lot of trouble. And I sat down with my son and I said, look, what's going on? Like, you've gone from being a really good boy to fighting at school all the time. You're not listening. What's going on? And he said, Mum, I don't understand the work. It's boring. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, so is it that you don't understand it or it's boring? Which one is it? Because I don't understand it, so it becomes boring, Mum. 
Mm. You know, so I got him a tutor, um, an amazing lady called Blue. She's just absolutely amazing. Um, she works with um, special needs um, children as well. So she oh. works with both my, both of them, Amari and Makai, and one with autism and ADHD, or they say ADHD. But now, Amari now is in the top set of his maths and English in, yeah, three now. So it's like, <laughs> and now they don't think he's got ADHD or ADD. He's no longer fighting because the te- I've actually sat down with the teacher and said, look, we need to try and work out what's going on with Amari educationally and mm. find out where his levels are. There's no point of just giving me a piece of paper and saying these are his levels mm. and he needs to work on this. Mm. And we don't work together, you know? Mm. I need to know what you're teaching him. Show me what you're teaching him because even though I might know, I might know a different way of working it out. So when he comes home and does homework, it's completely different to what you're teaching him at school. So get to know what your children are um, getting taught and who they're getting taught by. You know, I think it's really important. Wow. Wow. I'm just <laughs> just overall like inspired by what you're saying. And it's so true because even when I was growing up, I didn't grow up in London, but I'm actually a northerner. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's very important to know who, like I remember as a kid when I was in school, um, I was quite shy at the beginning stages of like when I was really young and I didn't really want to ask for help. And it's true. Yeah. If you tell your parents, they will be able to sort it out for you. Exactly. Exactly. But also, um, parents need to understand that when teachers do get angry and upset with their kids, it's not because they don't like them. It's because they it's it's a mindset thing. I think once once parents start working on their mindset and speaking to teachers about their mindset as well, there's a lot of teachers where a kid will come in and that child could be naughty for uh, the whole week and then on the Friday come in and be really good. Mm. But that t- teacher is still looking at that child, that that child is naughty, you know? Mm. The parents, as parents, we've got an emotional connection. So we see our children as every day is a new day, you know? And parents need to understand that teachers, some teachers do not have that emotional connection to our children. So if our child has been naughty for four weeks, that child is going to be classed as a naughty child by that teacher Mm. and unless we get into schools and speak to teachers about changing their mindset and seeing every day as a new day that child will always continue to be bad or um I wouldn't say bad but or destructive to um that one teacher you know Mm. um my son his old teacher he he says to me mum I just don't like him (laughs) and I'm just like this is coming from, like, he's only just turned, he turned seven last year, May, and he just says, Mum, I, I just didn't like him. I couldn't do my work because he didn't listen to me and I didn't like him, you know? So at the same time, as a parent, you can't be like, oh, it's all right, son, it doesn't matter if you don't like him. You can't be like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents are like, oh, well, he's bullying you, I understand, son, but they're not actually getting to the bottom of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and... Even with um, that same teacher is now a teacher of my son with autism. Mm. And um, I don't particularly like him myself. But at the end of the day, he's teaching my child. So I've got to know every single thing about him, you know, not his personal life, but what you're doing in class. I've actually taken out a day out of my time to go and sit down in my kid's class so I can hear, 
what you're teaching my child. You know, because legally you can do that. Can you? <laughs> you can legally do that. You can legally request for your for you to sit down and observe the teachers. <laughs> wow. Legally do that. But they won't let you know. But mm. you can legally do that. Wow. You can legally say, I want to see what you're teaching my child. I'd like to come in for the day and observe what you're doing. If Ofsted can do that and they didn't give birth to a child, you can obviously do it. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love it. <laughs> you can do it. There's a lot of things mm. that parents aren't actually aware that they like that you can actually do. In this country, you don't actually have to send your child to school. You don't have to. You can homeschool your child. Mm, it's yes. legal over here for you to homeschool your child. You don't have to put your child into the system. Like um, my 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 boys, they went to um, a school called Oliver Goldsmiths, and my eldest son was being severely bullied. And every day I'd go to the school and say, "Look, he's been hurt. School, he's been hit. He's been punched." And um, they would say to me, "Oh well, we haven't got an incident report. He didn't tell a teacher." And I thought, what the hell are you telling me? Like, my child is coming home hurt with bruises all over him and you're telling me, well, sorry, love, he didn't tell the teacher, so there's nothing we can do. So um, I went into the school and I said, look, I'm taking every single one of my kids out of this school and that was, there was three of them going to school at the time. Wow. And they tried to tell me no. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know who you're talking to. Or what, when you gave birth to my children, but <laughs> I'm taking my children out of your school. Mm. And then I had to apply to the council to homeschool my children, which I did for a whole year wow. until I got them to into a suitable school what, um, was where my child, children felt safe. So you, you have to do what you have to do for your kids, you know? And um, it did take... I had to leave my job and stuff like that. But at the same time my kids come first and their future comes first. So I did what I had to do. But I think that if more parents knew that, mm. there would be a, there'd be quite a few teachers in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's just amazing what you just told me. I've learned something new. Even though I don't have any kids at the moment, but I definitely know what to do in the future and who to exactly. come to. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, oh, bless you. <laughs> so, my dear, we, unfortunately, is the end of the show. Um, what are your five top tips for parents who are struggling to communicate with their children? I would say the first thing is listen, but mm. listen and understand. There's a big difference between just listening as a parent. We have to learn to understand our children. Think as a child, when you're listening to your child speak, you know, listen to every single word that your child has to say. And don't talk over your child. That's what that's one thing that um, I had to learn myself. And we're not we're not perfect. It doesn't come with a book. Um, try to listen and understand. And don't talk over. And try not to get angry. I know it's hard. Try not to get angry when they're telling you things because majority of the time when a child feels that they're going to get in trouble they hold back a lot and the last thing that you need is for your child to hold back valuable information from you so I'd say um try not to get angry um the other thing is have a laugh with your kids 
have a laugh with your kids. I was um, in 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 my family, children are meant to be seen and not heard. You know, mm. um, when I was growing up, it was like, look, if you're told to do something, you just do it. You don't question it. Mm. Let your kids question you, like not too much. You know, don't give them too much of um, layaway where they're pushing their luck, but um, let them ask you questions. You know, um. Be their friends. You have you have to be your kids' friends as well as their parent. I do say don't blur the lines, um, but at the same time, allow your friend. Like for instance, at my house, we have movie night every Friday. Every Friday is movie <laughs> night. Tonight's actually going to be movie night because they broke up today. Oh. And um, it's important to just sit down, watch the movies that they're watching, and look at what they laugh at. You know, because half of the things that they laugh at, we would probably find hilarious if we were sitting with our girlfriends with a glass of wine, you know? So, like, have fun with your kids. Have fun with them and um, listen to them, understand them, understand their lingo, understand the, their slang. Like, I wouldn't say um, try and speak it. Um, <laughs> I made that mistake the other day with my son. Oh, I was like, you're right, fam. And he's like, no, mum, please don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like messing about with him and he was just completely embarrassed. So just try and understand like their talk so you can understand what's going on, you know. Mm. Um, but also educate yourself on um, what's going on in your community so you know what to try and avoid with your child. You know, get your children into as many... Um, there's loads of free activities that you can put your kids into, um, like football and things like that. Um, find out what's in your area, what can um, benefit your child. Find out what your children love the most. That's the key. Hmm. Finding out what they love the most. Like, I put my son into football for ages to find out he can't actually stand the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, find out what they love. He, he absolutely loves Formula One racing and swimming so he does um go-karting on the weekend and he swims every friday so mm. i'd say um those are my key things oh i absolutely love those and i can resonate with them actually just thinking about how i was raised and stuff and yeah i think it's so important to understand and just be at a level with them because at the end of the day i think that if you're personally if you're friends with them they'll yeah. treat you like a friend as well and they'll open exactly. up to you more exactly exactly that is so true, so true. Um, my son, um, my, especially my eldest son, um, he just, so the things he comes out with sometimes, I'm just like, I didn't even know you knew that, you know? So, <laughs> like, they teach us, they teach me and my husband so much daily, as I said in the beginning. I'm telling you that, like, my eldest son, um, he loves swimming and he always says to me, Mum, can you not like scream and shout like a football match <laughs> um, <laughs> when I do something? Because I'm just like, look, if I had a flag with your name on it, I would run around and be like, that's my son. And he's just like, no, mum, I don't like all the attention. So it's like, right. Like, he, he would say to me, mum, look, I don't like it. Don't do it. And he even say, look, don't bring Nanma, that's my mum, and his grandma, <laughs> don't bring Nanma to any of my stuff if she's going to, like, scream and shout and, like, say hooray and all that stuff, don't do it. Mom, don't like it. So 
he's teaching me because I was when I was a kid. If um, I did something good, I wanted everyone to cheer and say how well I did. But he's just so like calm and easy. He's just like, nah, I don't really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him that's so sweet so, oh. learn from your kids you know mm. they'll teach you a lot um, where can my uh, listeners find you say if they want to come to one of your events um, where's the best place to find you um, Facebook um, I'm on Facebook for Parents Talk if you type in Parents Talk I'm on Facebook for that um, Liam McQueen Inspires is on Facebook Instagram Twitter and Lima Queen Inspires, my, all my videos and stuff are on YouTube. You can find me on that as well. So Lima Queen Inspires and Parents Talk Facebook. <laughs> Bless you. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And Thank you. definitely we'll have you back on very soon, my dear. Amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Bless you. Well, you take care and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye. bye. What an amazing interview with Leah. Thank you once again for being on the show and just being your authentic self because what you're doing is truly inspiring and we do need to know what's happening within our communities and how we can help our kids to be a better version of themselves. Just before I head off, don't forget you can find me on Twitter at IamGurds, that's I-A-M-G-U-R-D-S. And you can find me on Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds, where I bring you lots of inspirational, motivational quotes, tip, advice, and videos. And also check my book out on Amazon called Educa, which is E-D-U-C-O, hash, it's 52 quotes for leading a better life. And this week I want to leave you with this quote. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Take care, guys, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Join us each week to be inspired, informed, and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired.